You're listening to the Two Bucks Podcast, the podcast for outdoor entrepreneurs. Little by little, I was getting the sense of my time isn't my time. Just kept feeling this pull to the outdoors and wanting to do something in the outdoor space. Welcome back to another Two Bucks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Krebs, and I'm really excited today because I've got Tom Lalonde on the call. And Tom, you were actually highly recommended to me to get on the podcast as a guest. I'm not I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but you came with a pretty high recommendation. Wow, no. I, I uh, Hearing that it was from Dan, I thought it would have been filled with lots of jokes and, hey, I've, I've got this guy that, that's... Uh, you know, bottom of the barrel type of a thing, but no, that's good to hear. It was, it was, uh, highly recommended. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, you, I listened to your guys' podcast on Dan's show. Um, I think that was more of a live from deer camp podcast. And, um, but before that, Dan called me in the middle of your guys's, uh, hunt. And he's like, dude, you gotta like, let me vent for like 30 minutes. It's been like the coolest weekend of my life. Um, hanging out with all these super rad bow hunters, like every one of them are just like absolute killers, but you got to have this, you got to get, get these guys on the podcast. Like Tom, this Tom guy is perfect. And that was like four months ago. Right. I mean, in October. Yeah. And then, October. uh, he called me again, you know, life happens. I got busy holidays. He calls me again, like two weeks ago. Um, and we did a podcast then he's like, dude, you need to get Tom on the podcast. So he sent me your number and stuff. I reached out, but yeah, no, you came up, came with high, uh, High recommendations, so I was excited to get you here. Finally, get a schedules to work out and have you on the call. Yeah, we, yeah, it was quite. That's that's really cool to hear, man. That was uh, that was probably one of the highlights of my year for sure. That week, um, it was, and we can get into that hunt and and the, the upcoming hunts and stuff too. But that was a that was a special week, man. That 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 hunt that we put on with some of our guys and. Uh, it's good to hear kind of from from the backside how how guys felt about it. So you just you never know with some of that stuff. So it's good. Yeah, we're finally glad we could finally make it work. Yeah, and um, I take it from what Dan has said and what I've done a little bit of research on XOP and and you and in preparing for this podcast. But you're a, a Minnesota, um, I guess I'd say Minnesota boy. Grew up in Minnesota, but now you yep. live in Wisconsin, yep. Southwest yep. Wisconsin. Yep. So you're also experiencing like the world's strangest winter. Oh man, yeah, it was just uh, we're actually we're going to Florida here uh, this Friday to Friday to next Thursday, and I'm like, man, why are we leaving? <laughs> it's like beautiful up here, you know. But it's next week. It's supposed to dip into the 30s, which saying that feels super odd because it's still going to be high 30s. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty well blown away uh, by this this. Uh, this season for sure. Yeah, I'm Southeast guessing all of our listeners that are from anywhere else are sick of hearing about like what's going on with yeah. the weather this year. But I've been talking right. about this like off and on for months. Like November was like the warmest November on record. December was like the warmest December on record. So like my late season hunting dried up so bad. Like we had low deer numbers with the harsh winters before. And, you know, it's got to the point where like, I'm just done deer hunting. I'm going to focus on habitat. And then, you know, yep. January, February, we, like I don't have snow. Like I was laughing at myself. Like I could literally go and mow leaves today Yeah. <laughs> instead of like snow blow. It's crazy. Um, so I'm looking forward to another, I'm looking forward to a more normal year. It seems like we haven't really had a normal year in terms of weather in our part of the, in our part of the world here. Yeah. It's, it's been a little while. I think that's a, you know, it's interesting how, how uh the cycle weather cycle is such a big big cycle in terms of time frame and so it can be you know a couple of years of hot a couple of years of real cold and you're wishing for those hot years back so it'll be interesting to see when that kicks back around you know yes and we were talking a little bit in the green room that you know when you're really getting introduced into the industry and starting things up you know personally before xop you were doing a lot of writing you were doing a lot of just networking getting connected with different people, volunteering for things. When it comes to all that stuff, like how do you overcome like how do you overcome like bad weather? Or like if especially if you're men, if you're like a video content, like a season like this where like 
there's just like nothing to write about. Like nothing's happening. Like I'm going out. I'm not. Yeah. Like, there's only so many times I can make an article about seeing two squirrels from the stand. Right, like, how right. do you overcome some of that stuff? Yeah. So kind of what? Uh, that's a really good question, and I've I've kind of pursued that. Uh, I love adventure in in my heart. I love adventure, but I've got four kids and a, like I said, a wife that I like to hang out with. So I've got to keep my I want to personally keep my hunting within a, a, a pretty tight budget. Um, and so as far as like getting content, what I, what I kind of switched my brain to was like, okay, how can I bring adventure within a budget? Um, and, and still like scratch those itches to where, you know, so for me, it was like, Hey, let's go camp on a river on a sandbar here in, in Wisconsin, because Wisconsin's got, a, and Minnesota too, and, and Michigan, like, they've all got uh, really diverse sets of habitat, and there's a ton you can do, um, you know, living in the bluff country now that, that we live in, the Driftless region, it's like, I don't know if I ever want to move, but there's so many options here as far as different types of habitat to where you can get out of your comfort zone, and to me, that was the biggest thing, is when, when the for me, it was writing when, when a good article would come or an idea would spark, it would be when I was generally out of my comfort zone and I'm being challenged. I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't know this about myself and I can do this. And, and I feel really comfortable in that and, and, you know, exploring that. So I think for me, it was really just about finding that adventure in regardless of, and so within your state even. So we that we killed a I was able to kill take a really great buck um here in Wisconsin um on our river hunt and we, we like I said we literally camped out on a sandbar and for six days in uh Dagomet mid up it was the second week of uh November and it was it was awesome man it was absolutely incredible uh the content we got from that was insane um the the partnership growth we were able to work with under armor on that project and you know the they love the content that we got from it obviously we we enjoyed the content so there's going to be um you know some video coming out from with with from that excuse me uh this this fall early early late summer and so i think that's kind of the biggest thing i found is if it's if you know, if you're feeling bored, if things aren't what you want, there's so much, or I shouldn't say there's so much, there's usually some public ground that you can go on and, and, you know, see if all the talk about, you know, man, public ground is so overrun. It's, it's so hard to find deer. See if that's really true. Test those theories that people have about, about the public ground around you. Um, if things aren't going good, you know what I mean? Just be like, Hey, shoot, I'm going to go try my hand at hunting from the ground. Um, that's one of the, the, you know, uh, Brock and I, so Brock, the marketing director at XOP and him and I are, um, pretty much the, the, in, as far as like XOP and, and quote unquote employees go, um, for marketing him, him and I are it for the most part. And then we've got, we've, we've been able to build an incredible team, uh, of guys around us as far as content, Byron Horton is incredible at what he does. Um, Sam Moore, Logan Wright, um, and then all the other content guys that we got around that, they're on pro staff and doing different things too. So it's, um, anyways, Brock and I were talking and man, he, him and I hunted from the ground a few times this year. And he's like, man, I feel bad saying it, but I'm, I'm getting more fired up about hunting from the ground right now, being a tree, you know, it's like, we're, <laughs> you know, we're helping, promote a tree stand company and, and, and drive these products. But it's like, man, there's something about going back to hunting on the ground with, you know, and, and being close and just reading signs and setting up on it for a little bit and jump into the next spot. And, and so it'll, it'll come to you if you go and look for it. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing. Um, if you're willing to, to seek for it, you'll, you'll find it, but it, it takes work and you got to get creative, I think, but you don't have to go, you know, out West to find Western like adventure. In my opinion, you can do it within the state you're in. Yeah. I really like that. 
and it allows you to try a bunch of different things when like your original plan wasn't coming to fruition or or you were struggling or you know whatever happened that you can't control like those are a bunch of things you talked about that you definitely can't control and it yeah yeah or like yeah like you were saying like your season just dried up it's like well shoot if you know if you didn't have habitat work to do it's like well i'll just go out and check out some of the public land and what i mean i got a buck from my buddy casey and i ran into it was literally i can't believe we shot a deer that night but it was it was one of those nights where it, it snowed and then it rained so there's like i don't know if it was like six inches of snow or something and then you know half an inch of ice on top of the snow so it is like and we had to go up this bluff and there's kind of a, a ridge that um parallel the field and then butted up to another one so we're like hey this is this is looking pretty slick and this was back in 2018 2019 i think and uh i we we walked like maybe maybe 70 80 yards up trying to walk along this and we were gonna go a little ways and not crazy far and i'm like dude we need to stop we are gonna bust everything out if we walk any further so we you know circled back and and uh sat down we were laughing and joking and all of a sudden he said hey there's a buck and i was like no way this guy's lying and all of a sudden i look up and there was a buck man and it was literally we ended up being able to shoot him it was one of the coolest hunts we've we've had together and um it was literally a piece of public that we've never stepped foot on um it was one of the last days of season or getting down to the last days of season and and uh, my buddy was like hey this piece is is going out of MF, uh, MFL here this year, you might as well go try it, see if you can get, you know, see what it's looking like, and we tried it, and we were able to take one, so it can it can switch just like that. Um, I just think, think we just have to be open to, to going out there and having fun, because I think that's what it comes down to a lot of times, is like, hey, how do we, that's what people want to hear about, is like, hey, what fun are you having, and how do I apply it to to my hunting strategy to also hopefully be more successful? but also have fun within it. Um, and I think that's ultimately, ultimately a lot of times what people want to see. Oh yeah. Yeah. People like that. And so like you've been doing all of these different adventures and, and it sounds like documenting them in some way or another, whether it's like with mm-hmm. video photography, writing, putting together just pieces of content and then how did you like pivot that or like where was that original inspiration to start you know, maybe applying it um, to some form of like a a dream or a, a venture, a side gig, like working with brands. Not, you know, because a lot of people, like they record things and then, they you know, just for themselves um, yep. or just like casually put stuff on YouTube, maybe more so to like document their adventures for themselves. But where was that like turning point for you where you're like, there's something here. I want to keep going and seeing where this leads to. Yeah, for me, it was honestly just trying to stay within a budget. And <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Steelhead Outdoors. What makes a Steelhead Outdoors gun safe stand out, aside from being the only American-made fire-insulated modular gun safe on the market, is the fact that you can customize your safe to be the perfect fit for you. Whether you pick one of the fan-favorite colors inspired by our national parks or one of the nearly 1,000 custom colors they offer, your safe is going to be perfect. You can even get a safe in a rust color where they actually make the metal rust to just the right level and then they seal it so you always have a perfectly rustic looking safe. And that's just on the outside. When it comes to the inside, you can configure it all kinds of different ways by adding panels to the door, using shelves on half to organize ammo, or even adding their motion activated light kit. I went with their brand new Recon 32 line in the awesome tactical looking black and white. And I currently have my safe set up with lawn guns on half and shelves on the other side so I can store all of my ammo and I love it. But the best part is it's completely modular. So as your firearm collection grows, you can configure your Steelhead Outdoor safe to match. Check out SteelheadOutdoors.com to build your custom safe and use the code two bucks. That's one word, two bucks to save $150 on your steelhead outdoors safe. I, I, you know, 
working with some companies here and there and hey i'll you know write some articles for you and we agree to something and and then they give me a discount or free gear whatever kind of whatever we agreed to and test it out and run with it for a little bit so a lot of it was just out of necessity of of uh, my wife would always say hey you're you're well connected and you like chat with people like you know see if you can get it get a discount on it see what see what you can do for them you know and so worked with a few different brands on that um and and kind of stayed within the hunting space and or tried to for the most part and then and build connections and you know really tried to double up on hey i'm working with uh you know minus 33 merino on some of these articles and you know some of the pictures i took had my hha site in there too um or my the big trig cooler that i was using and so kind of just trying to overlap everything has, has always been kind of my style and the writing made it easy for me as a uh as a dad and i've got you know a full-time job in the utility industry and um having all that and then kids and sports and everything it, it it allowed me the capacity to to i could do produce my content i didn't have to go somewhere to produce it i just had to go and do these adventures that i was already doing come back and i could i could write about it all at home i didn't have to worry about gathering stuff while i was in the field too and making sure my cameras are all charged or or whatnot so for me it, it really just fit and i i think i hit a a window you know i've talked with Chris Ham about this a few times of like, hey, how how useful is writing anymore? Like, is it a big thing? You know, SoCal bull hunter, um, now faithful sportsman. Uh, he he was a writer, and, uh, and him and I have talked about it too. Of like, he's like, hey, I like, I've got to shift to doing more videos. Yes, doing my writing still, but doing more videos. And so, I think it's. You know, it's kind of shifting more to where people just want to see videos and photos for the most part. And luckily, I've got a really great team around me right now that can produce some of the, in my opinion, the best content out there. Um, and uh, so then, so I can just go and do it and they capture it and it, it comes out looking really cool. Um, but anyways, so I've just kind of stayed within that. I, I knew what my capacity was. I I knew what my craft was that I could do within that capacity and I just I stuck with it for a lot of years um you know not all partnerships worked out some worked out better than others uh you know and and you just kind of honestly just be the best person I can be my faith was a huge part of it um and and just how I I handled myself and handled every situation um trying to lead with lead with faith and just step in faith in every situation and i think because of that because of the you know relationships i've been able to build and and the reputation and everything it's 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 been good um and and been able to build that into now um so going from the writing and doing some of that and and kind of a hard shift now we'll say i i've kind of went to a point where i was i was getting frustrated with how i was I felt like I was getting a little too consumed by the, um, by having to be uh, getting content, if that makes sense. Like, I was like, man, I just, I'm kind of burnt out. Like, I just kind of want to break. I want to hunt. <laughs> I oh, yeah. Joke about it. I'm like, I want to hunt in flannels and, and, you know, whatever bow I want and just not, and just go out there and shoot whatever I want, and not worry about it. So I kind of took a break from it all to an extent, still stayed in touch with people and, and volunteered with, um, you know, with kicking bear ministry where we take kids out hunting and, um, here in, in all over the country, but doing that here in Wisconsin and, um, you know, doing, so it still stayed involved, but kind of pulled back as far as the, the content and, um, XOP dropped in 2021, dropped their renegade harness. And I've been wanting to get into saddle hunting, me and my buddy both. And I just, I was like, man, I just don't, I don't want to spend, you know, 700 bucks, 500 bucks to get into it, to see if I like it, to test it out. So um, I just never felt right about pulling the trigger um, and just, and, and 
didn't really want to dive into trying to connect with some with somebody in that field because I didn't know if I liked that product enough to to represent it and to talk about it. Right. Um. So. And and I didn't have the platform to reach you know to reach out and be like hey send me a you know whatever so they dropped XOP dropped that saddle. And I ordered it the day I saw that it came out, um, and then I there was a. a uh, weather system coming in um, some rain it was late October I believe if I remember correctly in 2021 um, and uh, late October and the I the day I forget what day I ordered it but that was the, the weather front was coming in on Thursday mm-hmm. and I was like oh, I got I got to see if I can get this thing by Thursday so I emailed them asking that I said hey just ordered this here's my order number uh, can I, any chance I can get it by, you know, early Thursday or something like that. And, and then as a sidebar, I was like, Hey, also, do you guys need any help with any marketing or anything? Is there anything I can do to help on that? End? Um, thinking just, you know, this is a total shot out there and whatever. Um, and, uh, Richard emailed me back and was like, Hey, yep. looks like it should be there Thursday. Uh, or, you know, Wednesday, whatever it was. I forget what, what day it was. I think it was Thursday. And, and yeah, we'd love to talk to you about, about that. What are you thinking? And we just literally just started that conversation. And then it grew um, into where it is today. Uh, the funny story later that, I think it was that Thursday, um, when I got the harness, I went out uh right before the weather front where the rain front was coming in and killed my biggest buck to that date, uh, back then. So it was, uh, it was a pretty special, pretty special in the, in the harness. So it was pretty cool. But, um, I, what I, you know, I would say definitely be willing to, to just talk to anybody and like, you can't be afraid to, to get turned down. Um, and you have to be willing to, to sell yourself as and let your reputation and 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 your morals speak for themselves um and you have to understand who you are so i think you know that that's all kind of played into where where i've gotten um and you know knowing what your what your capacity is what you're good at and then where you can improve and i think if if you're aware of all that you can really there's really nothing you can't do in my opinion um, with the right people. So it's been, it's been really cool to see, you know, God put together the, the, the right people, uh, with XOP and around, around myself too. It's, it's Brock's been an amazing addition to it. And so I started kind of helping out on stay on the sales side. And then, like I said, like I've, I've got, I'm an idea guy. So all the ideas will pop into my head and we, we, we all kind of joke about it. Uh, going on a car ride with me you'll have uh, plenty of ideas for your marketing campaign for the next couple of years um and so we've just kind of ran with that within uh the capacity we have as a company and brock's a really good um you know judge in that like hey what can we do he's also a good judge in the quality that we're looking for with his um art background and everything so uh, like I said, in my opinion, the, the, the team we have is, has been amazing and, and, um, being able to play a, a role in that now, you know, so going kind of from being my own content producer to just by, you know, God looking out for me, putting together the right, um, uh, put me in front of the right company has been, has been incredible. And, and, you know, I, I give it all to him give it all to God on that and put those pieces together because I, I didn't see that coming, but it's been, it's been pretty well perfect. Yeah. I like your story. There's a lot of, there's a lot of your story that I've like, I was <laughs> smiling cause I've felt the same way at multiple points um, through my own story. Like I remember trying to like self film bow hunting back when I was uh, working for bow hunter die the web show. And I was like a field staff member trying to make it onto the pro staff team and I was like, yeah, I could do this. And they're like, well, um, why don't you get a camera and start filming first? Then we'll see what happens, right? 
And I had no idea. I was oblivious. But I started – I did it for, like, three years, and it, like, it started just sucking all the fun out of it, where I'm like, I just want to hunt. Like, yeah. I don't want to worry about batteries, yeah. and, oh, I forgot the right adapter. Now I don't feel like I can shoot a deer because I can't get it on film. And so I gave it up and switched just to photography. Had a lot more fun just taking cool pictures from the stand. And then, like, my wife wants to try saddle hunting, too, because we just bought this new farm here in, in north – or I'd say eastern Minnesota um, – and she's like, man, if we had saddles, we could just go sit in any tree we wanted to. And I'm like, we could. I've, you know, I had a yeah. little surprise that you uh, are even aware of saddle hunting, to be honest, because she's been so focused on her career and residency and, and you know, getting her job at the hospital that I'd, she's just like, I know she's not watching hunting shows unless I'm watching them. And usually she's yeah. like doing work from home, right? And she's like, no, our friends have them, you know, uh, Bryce and Elena have saddles. Like, yeah, I know what a saddle hunting is. I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, I've been kind of curious too, but like, it's one of those things, like you said, like I know I can look at a tree stand and decide if I'm going to like it or not based on yeah, right, my right. entire life of hunting tree stands. And I don't need any more. Like I've, you know, I've, I would take some, but I got what I need with saddles. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I have no idea. It's a completely different style and you got to spend money to try it out. And right. so I've also felt that way. Like. It'd be really cool if I could try this. Like, oh, maybe I could partner, you know, and we've done a couple partnerships now with the show. Um, usually it's for products I already use, and I feel that, f- I, you said that too, like I just want to wear what I want to wear. And so, like, I'm at the point yep. where it's like I just wouldn't, you know, like I wear Sitka, yep. and I love Sitka. And so there's a yep. lot of great com- companies out there, but, like, if uh, let's just throw out Mossy Oak, right, Everyone, I don't think they care. They're probably not listening either. If they're like, hey, yeah. we'd love to partner with you, you know, on Masio, I'd be like, hey, I appreciate it. I think you guys have done a lot of great stuff for the hunting community. I'm not interested. Like, I just don't want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. peacefully say no. Because I just like hunting what I like. You know, I like doing the way I do it. And so it's really cool to hear your story kind of be very similar um, in a way. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people kind of start that way, too. Like, they start with a tool bag. And, like, when I started, I had, like, a hammer that if I was lucky, I could use as a screwdriver sometimes. Sometimes I could use it as a yep. pliers. Like, I had one tool, right? And yep. that was basically, I had land. You know, very fortunate to grow up with land. So I had a playground to go out and try all these things when I was filming, right? Like, I, I knew the deer were going to be there because we've been doing food right. plots for right. 20 years, right? Yep. But I didn't have any experience with the cameras. I didn't. I had to learn everything else. But I started with what I had. I had a lot of time, and I had land. You know, and it, it, you kind of had the same thing. It's like, I knew what I was good at. I was going to go on adventures. I liked to write, you know, what? how do I use these things that I have to tackle what I want to do, which is like adventure more, basically, right? You, I got a fixed yep. amount yep. of resources. I have a couple skills. How do I put this all together to be able to do more? And I've yep. always been a proponent of that. Like, start with what you have. Like, yep. if you're a machinist and you've got an idea, like, Wait until you come up with an idea that you can, like, leverage your skill set to launch, right? Like, don't right. start with a software company. Or if you're a software yeah. engineer, like, don't start with a machining product. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, I think, you know, like, yeah, 100%, man. I, I think that's one of the biggest struggles and in, in, in red flags for people within the industry is um, when they when they aren't when they don't understand their capacity and their capabilities uh, and they, and they, to me, that's inauthentic and they might not even be doing it on purpose, but it's just, they're like, they want to be so involved that they make compromises they make this. And then all of a sudden find out like, wow, I, I can't do this. And just, you know, and, and that usually never ends well for anybody involved. And so I think being authentic to, to those two things, your capacity and your capabilities to get, you you know to build that platform and then from there you know then you start throwing out those ideas once you have more resources more access to resources um you know like if i would have had this idea about these team hunts and these pro staff hunts that we're going to be doing and or that we are doing and that we're going to be doing or these these content hunts um that we're also working on it's like you know none of these companies would have been that, that we've been able to make friendships at and, and, and build relationships with like would have been they would have been yeah like okay no like there's no there's not a benefit to us like you're you don't have a platform yourself but you know 
building building the the writing and then just growing in the sales because i'm a i'm a great salesman ask anybody and uh we i can sell just about anything so you know using that once i got within xop and just um growing in that and then and then once we had you know a couple things tackled um as far as the immediate needs then like okay then we can grow beyond that now what are some of our content needs and and how do we want to get them there's a lot of ways to get content um but what's the way to get it that was kind of the question we asked is like what's the way to get it that keeps that authenticity that we love in good content but um but also is is budget friendly like i keep bringing up that word you know what i mean it's it's being mindful of your budget, I think, is really important. And how can how can I be involved in that adventure? Still, because that's a huge part of it, you know. So it's kind of led just about everything, every decision we've you know we've we've made for the most part, um, and every partnership we've 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 built. So it's it's I think that's that's huge. If you can know, you know, like Levar Ball said, the great the great uh, great prophet Levar Ball, stay in your lane you know so i think that that's like i think there's there's a lot a lot of weight to that all of us whitetail hunters have experienced that feeling of frustration when a deer blows and busts you there's no faster way to wreck a hunt than when a deer catches your scent and that's why i've started hunting out of booner blinds by maverick the ability to keep the windows closed and my scent under control allows me to hunt winds i normally wouldn't due to fear of getting busted Just this last year, I had a nice 10-pointer walk 40 yards downwind of me, and he never even raised his head to check my scent. Maverick hunting blinds can also help you keep the pressure down on your farm so you can keep sitting that stand when you have a hit lister on a pattern and be ready when he finally steps out. Click the link below and head over to maverickhunting.com and use the code WESTERNROOKIE, that's one word, WESTERNROOKIE, to save 10% on your next blind. Yeah, I think that word that you keep using, the budget word, I feel like that's one of the like the key differences between a hobby and a business, right? Like if you had a hobby creating content, well, budget's like whatever, you know, do whatever you want. Like if you can afford a camera, like buy the camera, right? It's a hobby, yeah. like you'd enjoy doing it. You're not looking to pay, pay it off or have a return on an investment, right? Like if you yep. like hunting, yep. like you go on a hunt. You don't like say, is this three thousand dollar trip gonna pay for itself? Is right, it gonna return right. on investment for us? Right. And when yep, you start a yep. business like XOP, they're like, Yeah, that sounds great. Like, don't get me wrong, everyone in this office loves to hunt. We we want we would love right. to send you on a hunt. But if we send five of you guys on a you know, public let's just say a public land Kansas whitetail hunt, it's gonna cost us ten grand. Like mm-hmm. we can't just do that all the time yep. like maybe we have an employee hunt an appreciation hunt where we're not really looking to monetize but like that's the key difference is like you have a budget you have to return on investment if you blow the budget out of the water it's that much harder to get an roi right right yep so i think that's that's been a big part is just knowing what what you know identifying the needs and then um getting the right people in place to, to produce uh for us what we need from that within that budget and then um like i said doing it you know a lot of it for us is like hey let's keep it local this first year for all these all these events we want to do let's keep them local um and and let's have a few people go like just a couple people keep it within keep it small but still keep it like adventure is is a blast no matter how big or small, no matter how many people, like it's, it's going to be fun, whether it's three people or 15 in a camp. Right. Um, you know, and I think, I think that's, that's been a huge part of it is, um, and, and building that the whole time we're there, it's about everybody being selfless, helping each other out. Um, you know, one of, one of the, and, 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 the idea of it's kind of like a work conference. Like, hey, we're here to have everybody get better at our craft. Whatever that craft is, whether you're a YouTube personality or you're a marketing director and you're trying to get better marks and better content for for it. Now, 
you know, it's going to look different in terms of, of the approach in each of those, but um, you're going to, you're going to, if we can use that in a condensed space, everybody's in the same place. We can kind of grow off each other and, and bounce ideas off each other. It's, it's pretty amazing what, what hard work and folks will get done. Um, cre- I should say what creative hard working folks can get done um, in, in a very short amount of time when you have that much, um, that much personality around it. Yeah. I mean, that's like energy is really what you're talking about, right? Like when you get a bunch of like people together that on their own are doing great things, but you put them all in a room and then you get like the synergy that exceeds everything that each individual component could produce. Right. And then you, that's like when the magic happens and that's, I assume the whole point of what you're building at XOP with these partner hunts, with the content hunts, with these like, you know, group adventures, right? Like an opportunity for everyone to come together and make some magic. And we don't, we kind of have an idea what's going to happen. Like we know what we want to get out of it, but at a certain point, like each camp kind of takes on its own, takes on its own energy, right? Like we've all been in camps where it's like the energy is like very much like, wake up early and grind and like we're going to work hard like elk hunting for example like we're going to go and then there's other camps like late season rifle hunts or late season hunts where it's (laughs) like it's only light out for eight hours and so we're going to get back to camp at five o'clock like it's going to be bonfires and telling stories and still going to bed at nine or ten or maybe midnight you know what i mean but yep you know i'm not getting back to elk camp and looking for a five-hour bonfire i'm looking for my sleeping bag yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, hundred hundred percent. And about you know building, uh, you know, we're kind of yeah going kind of different direction, but like building that community um, that makes people want to be like. Because in my opinion, it's we make there every there wouldn't be a product out these days that wasn't high quality, right? So it's like it's not really about, Hey, what's better quality? Because there's, because of social media, like if you put out a crappy product, you're going to get blasted. It's not going to be there for very long. Right. Right. So now it's more so about like preference, uh, you know, style Mm. preference. And then uh, like, in my opinion, it's a community behind it or around it. Right. So like when you buy X said product, what, you know, what type of community do you feel like you're getting involved in? Um, and and that's really we want to just build that a tight knit community um, of adventurers is is kind of the idea. And so we've you know and so switching from hey I'm building I'm trying to kind of build my own brand if you will on a, and again very small scale like I did some some cool writing but it was you know in my opinion it wasn't super huge it was very impactful. Um, for me and in, in my opinion for um for a, a lot of really good things um and and hopefully for god's kingdom but like you know to, to the world it might not be that big of a deal so i you know that wasn't that huge but now it's like the scale's bigger and it's like but so now it's shifted from building this this brand around writing and around myself to hey how do we build an at large community of of like-minded people or even different minded people that that agree on a couple things you know adventure and 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 community and good quality authentic selfless community um and it's it's so interesting um in that way of like how do i you know keep some of keep some of the things that made me successful within my own quote unquote business I'll call it if you will when I was you know doing more of the writing and stuff um, and uh how do i how do I build that but then still you know shift to now this larger larger community and it's it's been fun to see the importance of the right people and and how big of a difference that makes yeah and i assume like 
it, well, because that's that's the what you're t- like talking about, like building this community is part of building a like brand, and like both of those are very much tied to like the content, right? Because your average customer has no idea who's in the shop, who's in the factory, how well the people get along on lunch hours, yep. and and you know what was right. the, what was the entrepreneur's style, like how charismatic was the entrepreneur. Um, the average consumer has none of that, right? And so, yep, yep. like, they only get a small looking glass into the company. And so, like, that's how you build your, like, you know, that's been a big focus of mine with this podcast is really diving into, like, how do you build, how do you intentionally build a brand? Like, how do you say this is the brand we want to be? And then three years from now, ask someone, you know, ask a customer, be like, what do you, what, how would you describe their this company's brand? You just bought their product and then have them, like, repeat it back to you. Right. Yeah. And the only yeah. way to do yeah. that, that's not easy. And the only way to do that is like right. consistently right. showing them what you want the brand to be. And, and it sounds like, you know, you're the idea guy. Your idea for this was like, hey, let's just go out and do it and document yep. it and show it. Hundred hundred and fifty percent, man. So we that's we, we want to be known for adventure. And Brock and I, Brock's got a rock climbing background and, and lived out in Washington state. And so, and climbed out there. So he's used to like the backpacking and, and that adventure side of it. And so it's like, okay, so we've got that. Um, now how do we, you know, how do we bring that to the hunting world? How do we capture that within the hunting world? And I think the, the, the big thing we've focused on and that has made it successful, whether you're entrepreneur or, or a business, um, or a, a larger business or an employee in, in the marketing side is, is like you said, identifying your pillars, if you will. And then for us, it's been like, let's just go out and get it ourselves, see if it works, see what we get from it. And then if we want to um, replicate that, uh, make, make it duplicatable and everything, then we can beyond that. Um, you know, so it's, it's really been what we've focused on. So we, it's been nice. It'll be like Brock and I and, and, and a camera guy or two. And we'll be like, Hey, we're going to go do this hunt this year and, and see how it turns out. And, um, and I think just a, applying the ideas in a thoughtful way, um, putting people, like I said, Brock, Brock in, in a lot of ways, opposite of the end of the spectrum as me. Um, and a lot of ways we're the same, but, we really kind of balance each other out, challenge each other in ways too. And so I think when you're building a brand, it's important to do that. I think it's important to really, okay, here's the idea. Like a lot of times I'll, I'll just call Brock or text him randomly and be like, Hey, I got this idea. What do you think about it? Here, or I'll explain it to him what I'm thinking. And, and, and I'll just, I'll just stop talking and we'll, we'll hang up and I'll just, I'll just let him think on it. I'll think on it. And we kind of let that time to marinate and, and, and then let it grow. And if it's a, if we both like it, you know, if it, depending on what it, what happens with it, we, we, we circle back on it and, and come to it and just kind of let time be the filter as far as, as marketing uh, pushes go. You know, we had a, a rebranding, um, man, 2023 already. Um, so that was, a, you know, a big, change for us as far as we're moving away from this into this and you know how do we do that in a way that makes people want to be a part of it and so like hey let's you know let's bring the adventure to people and show them that hey you can do this uh just the same and so i think that that's been um kind of the 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 big turning point for us for the most part, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That does make sense. And so when you're doing this and like implementing it, like idea, like, let's just say you have an idea, you and Brock agree, like this is going to work out. This is what we're going to do. Um, and maybe we'll just use like the Wisconsin hunt. Cause we're both, you know, obviously you were there and I've heard about it three yep. times now from Dan. <laughs> so I've kind of, <laughs> I feel like I was halfway there. Um, yeah. So you, you, you came to this idea, right? And it got approved, obviously. You went and did it. 
Um, yep. And maybe it's like not that hard. Like, hey, it's going to be a public land hunt. You know, half these people are Wisconsin residents. We already probably have a tag. We're going to camp. That's pretty cheap. Like, we don't need a ton of resources here. Um, maybe just like if we're going to hire camera guys, maybe that's and food. I don't know. Right. But it's a smaller ask. It's probably an easy one to start with. Like you said, like, let's keep the scale. Like, let's keep the scope dialed in um, to, yep. to see if it works. But then you're like, okay, well, for this to work, like, it can't just be us, right? Like, you can start some stuff as, like, the entrepreneur or the person behind the scenes doing it. But at a certain point, in order to really build the brand, you need to build that social trust. And to build social trust, yeah. it's typically when someone sees somebody else that they respect, follow, admire, you know, adore, depending on who it is. Like, yeah. if it's Mark Drury, yeah. all of us would be on board, right? <laughs> and so they see them using the product or them doing the things yeah. as well as the – and then that starts to really build that social trust, and then that's how you build the brand. And so for you in the planning stages, I'm sure at some point you're like, this is a great idea. Who do we bring? Yep. No, a hundred percent. And, and so the, the October hunt really started, um, <clears throat> the team hunt really just was like, we want to, so we've got, we've got a lifetime, uh, metal warranty on our products. Right. So okay. like our idea company is to have our customers back and, and what we want to separate us is our, our customer service. So if somebody has a problem, email us, and we will get back to you and it'll be, um, it'll probably be Jack, Randy, um, Katie potentially too. And it's like a, a, a real person will get back to you. We've got some, an, a, like an automated reminder on Instagram, whatever, not to go into details, but like we, a person will get back to you and, and help you out. So it's like, okay, so XOP as a company wants to have people's back. So how do we, how do we promote that to our um, our promoters, if you will, our YouTubers for right now? And so it was like, hey man, let's. How do we build that desire to be involved with XOP um, naturally? Well, we're a bunch of hunters. Like, what more do we want to do than be involved? Come to a hunt camp. Like, what? What? Who? you know, who's going to turn that down if it's the right time of year. Right. Um, then, then, a bu- you know, a bunch of hunters. It's like, yeah, like for me, hunt camp was the reason I did this. Like I loved going to the cabin in, in Cook, Minnesota. And for when I was 12 years old with my dad, being able to get up and go with him. And it was just, it was incredible. And so it's like, okay, I know these, these guys would like it. So some of our, uh, you know, a handful of our guys, higher level, youtubers if you will um we said hey just kind of call them all reached out to them all one was uh clifton denny own your own outdoors from arkansas uh tag and brag from uh new york ish area ohio the rise hunt guys came dan obviously missouri the rise is from michigan um we had our bha partners um we had a handful and then we we had some guys um, whose cabin we could stay at Logan Wright was like hey yeah we got a cabin right here in Wisconsin so a lot of these guys actually weren't from but it's like hey we want to pay for your tags we're going to stay at this buddy's cabin his family was amazing we had some of our camera guys Lisa Prairie came Nick Queen from there came and was did awesome work and was um, there's a whole backstory with Dan there it's, it's awesome hilarious heartbreaking all that um, with Dan's buck yeah, yep, yep, yeah. yep. He told so, me personally, yeah, everyone yeah. else will have to go listen to the podcast. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. He did, to, 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 not to give it all away. It's a full circle. Did, it's a full circle story. Yes, it is a full circle for sure. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, um, which that was like, that was the greatest call to get from him um, uh, when, when he, yeah, when it did come full circle. But anyways, um, it was, it was kind of based on the idea of like, hey, as a company, we want to have people's back. So right. let's do that for our people that are promoting us and not even promoting us, but people that we've built relationships with. So all these teams, um, we've just built, they, we chat, not weekly, but monthly for sure. I mean, yeah. if not weekly. And it's like, we, 
these it's really just honestly built around good people of like we would rather be connected with five good people that go out and have a you know whatever it is small mid-level high-level platform that that we know are continuously good people than you know three or two or one of the the biggest biggest followers ever you know what i mean like it's right. our biggest influencers whatever i think so it really just started as that and and how do we get these people excited and and get to know us and then build those relationships um to where like we can bounce ideas ask them questions hey how do you one thing i wanted to learn was how to scout like fast and oh, get on here yeah. fast in mm-hmm. public land and if you don't know him, but um, Cliff and Denny own your own outdoors. Probably, in one of my, in my opinion, probably the 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 I'd put him up there next to Andy May as far as efficiency goes when it comes to killing deer. And that's that's like I mean Andy May is incredible like that as far as efficiency goes. And I don't know if it actually is like don't quote me on that, but like he's. <laughs> Uh, the boy, you asked about his, so he, he came to Wisconsin, then he went to Iowa, killed a stud, Missouri killed a stud, and I think he had another one too, killed another one in Texas, like, he's, he's, but he knows how to scout fast, and it's, it's relatively unorthodox, so I, it's, uh, but it's like, man, it works, so it's like, I wanted to learn that, so how do we grow as a whole team? every aspect right not just marketing but relationships hunting how do we become better hunters like and how can we do it in the most like because we could brock and i go visit each one of those guys but that's going to take you know at least five weeks right at a minute you know what i mean so then it's or five weekends so then it's like you got all that travel it's like let's just have everybody come up for you know we did we did it too long we should we'll do it shorter here this this next go around um but uh you know let's let's run that have everybody here we can all get to know each other and and grow as a company and and really get to know who's working with us and let them get to know us yeah that sounds super cool i mean i've thought about just personally do wanting to do that so bad without any like motivation behind it in my, you know, yep. in my dreams, I'm always like, well, if we're ever going to do it, obviously I made some serious money, but like, I would love to buy like 500 acres of, you know, good. I mean, I'm not probably not going to be able to ever afford like Southeast Iowa, 500 acres, but yep. like, sure. you know, a 500 acre deer camp where like you could invite that many people and everyone is hunting like quality options. Right. And yeah. maybe some people yeah. want to still yeah. go on public. Like I'm not going to stop them, but like, you know. Right we have a 40 year. It's like, I'd love to bring a bunch of people to hunt, but like theoretically, how many people can actually hunt a 40 four days in a row? Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, no like a couple. Man. Yeah, sure. But not 15, <laughs> like for sure, not 15. Right. And so, yeah, right. I've thought about that too. Um, just wanting to have that deer camp vibe because that's, that's, what's really fun about hunting is when you're doing it with people, you enjoy being around the stories, the campfire, the meat pole, like all of these moments where like plays right into like the goals you guys are trying to do with your, I don't know, adventure series, right? Like those Mm -hmm. are the moments that everyone like subconsciously, they're probably hoping for that moment when they buy any piece of equipment, right? When they go and buy an XOP tree saddle, they're buying it for the eventual moment that they're going to, you know what I mean? Like they're not probably thinking like this, tree saddle is going to be make or break, but everything we do, like everything we get, everything, all of our purchases are like, this is what I want. My goal is to shoot great deer. And that moment of like hanging them up, going back to like dad or grandpa or my older brothers and uncles, like at the meat pole telling the story, like that's why I hunt. And so like all of my decisions are going to stem from that. And if I'm, you know, I'm going to buy something, I'm going to buy it for those moments. And so like, I, you know, really like what you're doing with this entire content strategy is like, let's just show those moments. Let's show those adventures. Let's build our brand and our community around those moments because that's what we know we like and that's what we know our customers like. Like, that's why we're all doing this. Yeah, 100%, man. It's, it's really just about about that, is, is trying to build it for people to get 
jacked up and excited and and be a part of it and know that when they you know when they reach out to us they're reaching out to somebody and and we'll have their back about right. it uh yeah no it's it's an absolute blast i mean deer camp there's not much better than uh than deer camp in my opinion and i think that the more you can highlight that the the more people are going to be like hey i can get down with that you know so absolutely yeah and i think this is something that like you could probably replicate across a lot of different businesses like products um yeah services might be a little tricky like i break the podcast up into like content or creators services and products right typically businesses fall in one of the three xop definitely i'd call product company you guys make some content you're creators as well but you're a product company i have a product company bullock beard oil guides outfitters those are all services taxidermists i'd call service um you know and then there's the creators which is easy like podcasters youtubers all that stuff um but if you have a product company for sure or a creator like that is something you could probably work in like i'm a i sell beard oil and beard balm like i have a beard product so it's kind of you know you know maybe a a hunt isn't the what right you know having 12 people out for a week of hunting might not be the best fit but i could do something along those lines of like just showcase the why behind what we're doing um you know, why did I come up with this business? Why do I want to do it? Why am I an outdoorsman company? Like, why am I a two-way company? All these different things. And it's probably, I don't need yep. five days and 12 people in camp to share that story versus like a deer camp, deer hunting product company might have a great fit. But no matter what your business is, that's kind of why I was excited to have you on here. Because I think what you're doing, there's there's ways you could take it and tweak it to your application and apply it to whatever someone out there is listening. is like, man, how am I how am I going to build my brand for my new widget company? Well, you yeah. know, what's it designed for? Why did you do it? You know, why are you doing what you're doing? And is that why your customers are doing it? Cause if it's, all that's aligned, like just kind of take this, it's almost like a playbook and just apply it to your business. Right. Yep. hundred percent. I mean, basically the, the idea for me was it, like to keep it simpler was also like, I was, I got a, a wildlife biology degree. And so we would, there would always be, you know, work conferences and, and presentations and stuff that you could, you could be doing to um, grow your knowledge, present your knowledge and, and share it and ultimately have the whole industry grow, Lord willing. And so how do we take that and apply it to our industry, our, our, our business, whatever it is. And, because I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of good that can come from from those, especially from a marketing perspective and networking. Um, I think, and so it was it was kind of like that, like, hey, let's let's take the idea of a work conference and apply it to a hunt camp. Um, and so that's what we're doing and what we're going to continue to do and continue to refine it. You know, one of our guys, Logan Wright does some, and and Sam Moore both do some amazing nighttime photography. And so at this next um, team hunt, we're going to do, you know, he's going to like have an evening where he'll just kind of sit down and go through uh, his setup and how he captures, how Logan captures that, how he captures those awesome nighttime photos. Um, And, and, and we'll have, you know, at this one, we're going to involve more of our pro staff, so it'll kind of be um, our 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 uh, content producers, and then we have you know pro staff guys that um, up and coming YouTubers that we really believe in and like what they're doing, kind of a deal, and um, kind of present what our current content pre- creators are doing and share their knowledge with them so that they can help these up and comers grow in the capacities that they want to. Um, you know, Byron Horton does some amazing tips and tricks. So one of the nights he's going to present on that, like how to produce a good tips and tricks video and what some of, you know, how to keep your personality, but also keep it concise and all these little things he's learned um, about that in his time there. Uh, and then Tag and Bragg, you know, they're going to be there and they're going to talk about like how to, how to just stay you and stay funny, but also stay, um, like how to stay uh, where pe- trustworthy and where people trust your stuff, but 
get a good laugh out of it. So keeping your personality in it. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it's, that's honestly the, the, if I had to boil it down, that's essentially what it is. It's a, it's a content producing conference. Yeah. Deer in, conference. In a hunt camp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Deer conference in a, in exactly. And who, who wouldn't want it? And then Clifton's going to present on how to scout and we're all going to go kill big deer. So, um, <laughs> it's, yeah, no. So that's, so that's like you said, that's, that's really also where it came from. Um, and it's, it's been amazing to see, um, honestly, how much people have enjoyed it and how it's resonated with them and, and how, how it works, man. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So it sounds like you're already starting to plan out, like, the 2024 schedule. Are you guys going back to Wisconsin? Are you traveling around? Like, how does what's the kind of future look for for um, planning out these events and, like, where you're going to go? Yeah, man, we've already got 2025 basically planned out. Um, Lord willing, we'll see. But um, yeah, so 2024, the the plan right now is uh, we'll do this team hunt in Ohio, um, Ohio, or kind of what like I don't know. We're still somewhere in that region there. I would say we haven't totally uh, nailed down an area yet or a a state even um but we kind of got to want to go to that eastern u.s there okay northeast um area is is the idea and then work with some of the some of the team members up there um we're we're looking at the uh potentially a, a nebraska or an early season nebraska or north dakota hunt Ooh, both good choices <laughs> both good yep choices. yep yeah so um, both really cool options. Um, and then what else are we looking at? Potentially Wisconsin. Uh, one of our buddies is drawn, most likely, Lord willing, drawn Kansas this year. So we'll go down to Missouri. If they'll hunt Kansas and we'll hunt across the river in Missouri there. So okay. it'll be a, a really busy fall. We're going to, a lot of it is, is, um, with this fall, we're, we're testing um, our uh, some of our 2025 products. Ooh, so SOP secrets. Products. Yeah, secret stuff, man. So we've that's one thing we've worked on. I know this year people were kind of mixed feelings. We launched, you know, the the mesh seat, which in my opinion is with the with the cushion combo is is the best mesh seat out there right now. Um, so we launched that. We redesigned the uh, vanish and the um air raid so we have the rubicon and the ion now um so we've updated those with a ton of features um and then a couple little updates but for we we stayed relatively small because we're we're we pushed off um revealing next year's stuff so we could really test it and put it through even more testing um just because we 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 want to before we fi- you know final production and everything we just want to make sure hey is there anything we're missing and putting in actual hunting scenarios from private land guys that that work with us to uh, guys who are strictly public land um, and go you know state to state kind of a deal so uh, so we're going to be testing a lot of that while we're we're hunting this season so next year is going to be absolutely insane with the with the products that we're dropping um but uh yeah this year is going to be a busy year as far as as the hunts go um so it's it's going to be fun man awesome that sounds cool well when you ever get to north dakota or minnesota and you need some uh pointers on some spots i've been my entire life i've spent in those two states hunting those two states so i've got some I got a property, a place uh, in North Dakota that I think would be just ideal for an early season hunt camp location. If you guys, depends on what you're looking for, but yeah, hey, we'll de- we'll definitely we'll we'll take this offline and chat about that because that sounds yeah. Like if I we said, talk about cool. it in the person, you're gonna show up with like 150 um, people. I know. That's <laughs> what we don't. We don't. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll take it offline. And, awesome. Um, and, yeah. 
Yeah. But well, that sounds good. Man. No, that sounds really exciting. Thanks for being here, Tom, and sharing some of the the really cool things that you've done, not like just personally throughout your own career and then all the cool things that you're bringing into your partnership or your affiliation with XOP kind of based on all of your unique experiences. Um, I think it's really cool for the listeners to kind of maybe think about just different ways to approach a content strategy, right? I mean, that's really what we're talking about at a high, high level. It's just like, what's your content strategy? What are you trying to do to build your brand? And and I appreciate you being here and, and sharing all those things and, before we wrap up, I want to give you a chance to shout out um, your socials, where, where people can find you personally, where they can find some of the stuff you're doing with XOP, all those things. Oh, man, that, this is going to be bad, I, and Logan's going to laugh at me. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, let me see. Look it up. Tom underscore Lalonde on Instagram, looks like. Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I would say uh, XOP – Outdoors.com, XOP, um, Outdoors, XOP Gear on Instagram, excuse me. Um, follow that. And, uh, yeah, those are the, the, the big ones um, Awesome. that I got. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I, I, I let, uh, I try and kind of stay behind, behind the scenes um, <laughs> and uh, let the other guys show, share their magic, so. That's all right. Well, we'll put links to those places in the show notes for everyone to go over and check out some of the cool hunts and content that we've been talking about for the last hour. But once again, I appreciate you being here today, Tom, and I appreciate you guys listening.